Today, my dear faithful, is the Feast of All Saints. And the epistle is taken from the book of the Apocalypse, chapter 7. In those days, behold, I, John, saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the sign of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees, till we sign the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were signed, a hundred and forty-four thousand were signed, of every tribe of the children of of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Reuben twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Gad twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Osir twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Nephtali twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Manasseh twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Simeon twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Levi twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Issachar twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Zabulon twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Joseph twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Benjamin twelve thousand signed. After this I saw a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne in a sight of the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and the ancients and the four living creatures. And they fell down before the throne upon their faces, and adored God, saying, Amen, benediction, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, honor, and power, and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5. At that time, Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up unto a mountain, and when he was sat down, his disciples came unto him. And opening his mouth, he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when they shall revile you and persecute you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake. Be glad and rejoice, for your reward is very great in heaven. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the sign of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice, saying, Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees. Words taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The book of the Apocalypse, my dear faithful, is a book of prophecy that contains much to be feared. It is a forewarning of the end of the world, what to expect, though hidden in mysterious symbols. Today's epistle is taken from the book of the Apocalypse, but it is actually a story of hope. It begins with an angel ascending into the sky from the rising of the sun and bearing the sign of the living God. 
He is a messenger sent from God to tell the angels of the apocalypse who will work the destruction of the world to hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees. In other words, the angel who ascended from the sun told the others, God Almighty commands you to wait, for I have a mission to accomplish before you begin yours. Then the angel signed or confirmed the full list of saints, all those saved from the Jews, as well as that great multitude which no man can number of the Gentiles that are saved. The patriarchs and prophets of the Old Testament are there, as well as the apostles, martyrs, and virgins of the New Testament. All the canonized saints take their place, and right with them are the unknown saints, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues. After the last judgment, they will be arrayed before the throne of God, praising him for all eternity. The Apocalypse does continue describing this scene beyond today's epistle. That particular chapter ends with, The Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall rule them, and shall lead them to the fountains of the waters of life, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. See, my dear faithful, what God will do for his friends. Even amidst the apocalypse itself, God has mercy towards his friends. We do not know exactly what this prophecy will mean in the practical order, that is, what will actually happen. But know that God always looks to give mercy to those who love him, just as God did for Moses in the battle against the Amalekites. You see, at one time, the people of Israel were faced against the mighty army of the people of Amalek, also called the Amalekites. Moses was the leader of the Jewish people at that time, and he commanded Joshua, the general of the Jews, to pick out men to fight against the enemy. Moses, for his part, ascended a mountain over the battlefield, and he interceded with God. Joshua obeyed, and with his picked men, he went to meet the Amalekites in battle. The two armies charged at each other and clashed in the field, while Moses prayed by lifting his arms to the heavens. Soon it seemed that Joshua's army would overcome, though they battled for some hours until Moses' arms began to grow tired. First they trembled, and then they gradually lowered. At that same moment, the Amalekites rallied and threw back the army of Israel. On they charged, slaughtering the Jewish soldiers. Moses, seeing the battle turning, struggled to raise his arms back above his head and to hold them aloft. Below, in the field of battle, the Jewish soldiers and followers of the one true God suddenly took heart. They united together and held firm against the Amalekites' charge. And now the enemy was the one thrown back into confusion, and victory looked assured, though it would again take some time. More hours passed, weighing down the arms of Moses. Again, they started to droop, and again, 
the battle turned against the Israelites. And then Aaron, the brother Moses, and Hur, the another Israelite, had Moses sit down. Then each took hold of one of Moses' arms and held them up for him. The prayer of Moses continued throughout the entire day, even unto the setting of the sun, while his people fought below, until at last the Amalekites were forced to flee. The enemy was defeated, and the people of Israel were safe. Such, my dear faithful, is the power of the saints. When they pray, the heart of Almighty God is moved to an abundance of mercy. The prayers of his close friends, those who have lived their lives for him and even died for him, their requests call for mercy upon men and lighten divine justice from delivering the punishment that mankind so often deserves. The saints intercede for us, adding their merits to our own, as naturally as any true friend would speak on our behalf. The saints look on us much as Moses looked upon the people of Israel. We, the faithful on earth, are the brethren of the saints in heaven, fellow countrymen, comrades in arms. This is the communion of saints. We are all members of the same church, though they are triumphant in heaven, while we are still the church militant fighting on earth. In every saint's heart burns a reflection of the infinite flame of love that blazes in the most sacred heart for souls. The blessed in heaven long to be of help to us, saving any soul they can. And we do need their aid, my dear faithful. Like the people of Israel in their war against the pagan Amalekites, we fight for survival. The devil and his legion seek our eternal death. They long to drag us to hell for all eternity. And it is true of ourselves, we are too weak to oppose them. Like the Jews of old, we will fall and fail without the help of heaven. If the friends of God, though, raise their hands in prayer, so to speak, like Moses of old, asking God's grace for us, we can always overcome. Let us then, every day, my dear faithful, pray to the saints in heaven. Beg the friends of God to pray for us, for our country, and for the Catholic Church upon earth. Our heavenly comrades in arms will meekly and patiently fight for us and with us. They will take our prayers and magnify them with their own. The friends of God are glad to be our friends as well. And there is no jealousy in heaven. Thus, you can pick out certain saints that especially appeal to you. Pray to your patrons, those you are named after, those you share similarities with, or who excelled in virtues you seek, or even who struggled against temptations that you yourself fight against. Let their example encourage you 
and their intercession aid you. The greatest way to earn this help, though, is to strive to imitate their virtues. Grow in your love for God, and you will merit even greater favors from God and the blessed of heaven. Remember, my dear faithful, the weight of sin does hang heavily upon our world, and especially our own country. The divine hand of justice must give its rightful punishment, but the burden can be lightened. May the saints in heaven please God, like the angel in the apocalypse, obtain a reprieve from justice. May our friends in heaven earn the mercy of God upon us, the salvation of America, and a renewal of the Catholic Church. That is what we beg for and what we should pray for every day. May our devotions, joined with the church triumphant, earn from the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, that many, many souls be led to the fountains of the waters of life, and that God wipe away all tears from their eyes with eternal bliss. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.